In life, we all know that some things can happen unexpectedly. Some may ultimately change your heart and shift your direction. This is a journey of love and how the Holy Spirit did exactly that. This story will walk through the 24 months of an incredible soul-felt journey with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He will share in many events that could be considered spirit-led or miracles. This is Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. Hi, and welcome back. This is Lori. I want to thank you, the listener, for coming back and being a part of my story. This is episode number nine. I'd like to take a moment and recap the first eight for those of you who have not been with me since the beginning. My journey started in Florida with a photo shoot for Spotlight Families. The second episode, we moved from Florida to Tennessee. The third, I had a lantern lighting in Kentucky where my sister appeared, which was a spiritual moment. Number four, I started working with a lot of artists in the local area, and music started playing a significant role in my journey. Number five, I had the Holy Spirit touch my soul, and everything changed. Number six, I started dancing, and I started calling God Elohim. And then I hit a dark side on number seven. My sister had passed away a few years prior, and I was truly missing her. And then on number eight, I was having surgery on my hand. It didn't happen, and that was my miracle. I'm so excited to share more of my story with you today. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, your favorite chair, and let's share this time. My last episode ended with a cruise to Mexico, and now I'm back in Tennessee. Now, one of the things that happened in my journey, if you followed the other episodes, I did get baptized. And before I got baptized, something in my soul told me that I needed to get a tattoo. And I found this very disturbing because at the time, I didn't even like tattoos. I have family members who have them and I'm constantly telling, please, no more tattoos. I'm not crazy about tattoos. Stop it with the tattoos. But in my soul at this time, I heard, get a tattoo. And I'm like, I'm so disturbed. Why am I getting a tattoo? I'm so confused. And then I said, okay, a tattoo. And if I get a tattoo, what am I going to get a tattoo about? So I started researching tattoos and I started researching words to get tattooed on your body. And I finally came up with one that resonated with my soul. And it was the word agape. And I felt that was the love that he gave me at the beginning of my journey. And I called my daughter and I told her, I think I'm getting a tattoo. And her response was, go mom. So then I found myself at a tattoo parlor by the name of Music City in Nashville. I went in, introduced myself to a gentleman named Mike, and I told him I wanted the word agape written on my wrist before I got baptized. He said we wouldn't put a tattoo on your body before you get baptized, because there's another tattoo parlor that did that to someone. They got a tattoo on their wrist right before they got baptized. They immersed them in a body of water, and they got an amoeba and died. Oh my goodness, what a story. Needless to say, I did not get my tattoo. I did get baptized, and I made an appointment to go back for my tattoo at a future date. Now I had another dilemma. I'm getting surgery, 
and I realized that my tattoo appointment was on the same week. So I called the doctor and I said, listen, I'm getting a tattoo. And they informed me, oh no, you're not. You cannot have surgery and get a tattoo. So I called Mike at the tattoo parlor. He was very nice and I told him my situation and I canceled and I told him I would let him know when I could reschedule. So now I found myself questioning what I really heard, get a tattoo. Was it him? Does he really want me to get the tattoo? I'm so confused. I tried the first time and I couldn't get the tattoo because I was getting baptized. The second time I tried to get the tattoo, I was having surgery. So I was really questioning, did I really hear the right thing? So I said, hmm, maybe it's me and not you. So I actually found myself arguing with God. Did, is it really you? Did I really hear this? Or is it me? I don't know. Do you want me to get this tattoo or not? Okay, three strikes, you're out. I'll try one more time. So then I thought about the perfect date, my birthday. It was November 2nd, and it fell on a Friday. What a perfect day to write agape on my wrist, a beautiful gift for myself and for God. Now, the only problem I see with that date is my job. My job, the scheduling, comes out weekly, and I never know where I'm going to be. And I've been all over Tennessee, Missouri, Illinois, but I've never been in Nashville. And I didn't tell my boss I was looking to get the tattoo at the time. So what do you think happens on that week when I open up my schedule? I was blown away. She'd actually placed me seven miles from the tattoo parlor. How does that happen? I know it's him. He's in control of everything. He amazes me. How does this happen? It's him. When everything falls into place perfectly and you just don't understand how it happened. So excited that I got confirmation that it was him and not me. I called Mike at the tattoo parlor and said, hey, I'm going to be in your area on November 2nd. Can you squeeze me in? And he said, sure, no problem. I'll have you set up the night before and we'll get it done before you have to report to work. So I went in and he prepped my wrist to do the tattoo. And oh my goodness, did it hurt. I told him I thought childbirth was easier than getting the tattoo. So for all of you that have tattoos, kudos to you because I found it painful. And now I am the proud owner of a tattoo on my wrist that says agape. That means the highest form of love and charity and the love of God for man and of man for God. Now, I showed my daughter and my son-in-law the tattoo, and my son-in-law's response was, what does that mean? And I got to share with him my story. But then he asked me, well, if that's the case, why didn't you just write God on your wrist? And my response was simple. If I wrote God on my wrist and you saw it, you know what that means. You would not ask me any questions. I wrote agape. Number one, that's the love that I felt that day. And two, it lets me share him. Now my tattoo has a little bit of an interesting twist. When I extend my hand to shake hands with you, I will tell you I'm sharing his love. And you see the word agape facing you but what I see facing me is a cross. Now, one of the things I shared in other episodes is I started writing when this happened, and that was something new to me. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was actually journaling without even knowing what I was doing. 
I would open my phone and I have a document written every day in my notepad since that day. And this is a note that I have written for agape. It says agape is the highest of the four types of love in the Bible. This term defines God's immeasurable, incomparable love for humankind. It is the divine love that comes from God. Agape's love is perfect, unconditional, sacrificial, and pure. Now, many things were happening at the same time in my life at this time. And one of the things that happened is everything that I wanted to do, I ended up doing it by myself. My family, they were busy. My husband was working. My daughter was busy with the kids. And the friend that I had made early on here in Nashville had jumped out of my life. So I found myself going by myself to many things. One of the things I remember going to was a concert in Nashville. It was a Michael W. Smith concert. It was called Surround, and we were going there to pray for the whole city of Nashville. They had a lot of music and a lot of stars there singing, and it was a beautiful concert that night. But what happened to me on that day is I went to the concert, I parked my car, I'm by myself, I'm running into the venue. I found myself going up the escalator and I went up to the top floor, but I wanted to be near the band because I wanted to take photos. So I found that that was not a good place and I came back to the escalator and I started coming down and there was a gentleman there at the end of the escalator that worked there. And so I come down the stairs and I tell him, hey, where can I get near the band? As soon as those words left my lips, here came another lady and asked him the same exact question, where can I get close to the band? I looked at her and she looked at me and we laughed and he gave us directions. And as we were following the directions into the venue, we were introducing ourselves. I said, hi, I'm Lori. She says, hi, I'm Gina. We shook hands and she asked me this question. She goes, what brought you here tonight? I had to tell her it was the Holy Spirit because he's been leading me everywhere. So we went in and of course we were two aisles back from the stage. It was a great performance by Michael W. Smith. A lot of prayer in the house, a lot of people with their hands up praising God. I needed to be there that night, and I shared life. Now, what I found amazing about that night is I had gone there by myself, and somehow God put a friend in my path. We stood there that night, two rows back from the stage, and we enjoyed each other's company. We exchanged names, we exchanged phone numbers, Now realize she was not there by herself. She had friends in the balcony, but yet she stayed with me the whole night, giving me a friend for the night. And I would always have that happen when I would go by myself. Somehow, some way, God would give me one friend so that I would not be by myself. He never ceases to amaze me. And we shared life that night. At this point in my journey, I was still acting like a child who had just discovered this amazing gift that I've been given. And I was going to everything that I possibly could that had his name on it because I wanted to know more. So my friend that I had met at the concert, Gina, had a Bible study at her house and she invited me to go there. But meanwhile, my company had sent me to work at a church in White House, Tennessee, and there was no way I would be able to make it to the Bible study from White House, Tennessee. So I called her and thanked her and told her I would not be able to make it. Now that day I went to work and we had a full schedule like normal and I wouldn't be getting out of there till probably nine o'clock. And what do you think happened? The last three customers canceled. That never happens. And it left me 
the ability to make it to the Bible study. Wow, again, he blows my mind. So I packed my things and I was on my way. It was dusk and it was very cold. So as I'm driving down a street in White House, I look down to adjust my heater and when I looked up, I rammed a gentleman from the back and I had a car accident. The gentleman proceeded to get out of the car and he approached my car and he asked me, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine. Is everybody okay in your car? And he goes, well, my daughter's in the car and she's okay. And she's scheduled to sing at Vanderbilt University tonight. And I really have to get her there on time. And I said, okay, well, why don't we just exchange phone numbers and be on our way because I'm going somewhere as well. And he said, okay, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So I handed him my information. And as we're walking by the parked cars, he looks down and he sees a bumper on his car. It's kind of a little bit dragging. So he goes, oh, you know what? Maybe we need to call the police. And I said, well, do whatever you want. I have insurance. Call the police. But just know that we might not make it to our destination on time. So he did. He called the police and he proceeded to tell them that we were in a hurry. So we got back in our cars because it was a cold night. And then the police came and he parked right behind my car. So, and he walked around the side and he came between the two parked cars. So I got out of my car, the gentleman got out of his car, we came to the policeman, we gave him our ID, we gave him our insurance information, and the policeman said, listen, I know you guys are in a hurry, it'll be 10 minutes, I'll have you in and out of here and you'll be on your way. And it left me standing there with this gentleman. And the gentleman tells me, listen, don't worry about it, you know, don't get upset. If you hadn't stopped me by the accident, it very well could be that I was going to get on the road and I would have been in a major accident and this prevented that from happening. I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. And I smiled and I said, I know they do. I said, I'm just on this magnificent journey and you're just part of my journey. And he looked at me puzzled and he goes, journey, what journey? And I go, do you really want to know? And he said, yes, I want to know. So I started to tell him about the Holy Spirit experience I had back in Nolensville. And he looked at me, very funny, but he didn't say anything. And then the policeman came and he gave us our ID back. And he said, well, you know, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, sign it here and, and we're, I'm on my way. And the policeman left and he left the gentleman and I standing there. The gentleman approached me, he embraced me and he whispered in my ear, keep telling your story. We have to get the non-believers. And he lingered. And then he stepped away. He looked me in the eye. He smiled and he got in his car and drove away. Now that night I looked at that like, wow, was that like an angel giving me some kind of sign? Was that like a message I was supposed to get? I don't know. But he's in charge of everything. So I'm not sure. I think it was him. What do you think? I think it was him. It's always him. I see God's fingerprints all over everything. As our time together comes to a close this week, I urge you to close your eyes, open your heart, and listen with your soul. And you too will see his fingerprints all over everything. I'm truly happy that you've taken the time to listen to my story. You've actually become a part of my story. Thank you for that. You're invited back next week. I'm going to go on an adventure with God. 
So please do join me, and let's see what he unfolds. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time together as much as I have. Wishing you an amazing week this week filled with abundant love. This is Laurie signing off. Be kind, be loved, and be the amazing you. Please hit the subscribe button and the like button and leave me a comment. I truly would love to hear from you. This has been Triune Loves Me with Lori Garner. To learn more about Lori's unique journey, visit her blog, Triune Loves Me, at blogspot.com. And be sure to join Lori next time for another episode of Triune Loves Me.